This is Pathos from Symphony of Heaven, and you are listening to The Johnny Taco Show. All right, this is Johnny Tacos here with another exciting and informative episode. And we have a band today, all the way from Little Rock, Arkansas. The band, The Weeping Gate. And today, we're going to be listening to a couple of their music. Uh, Today, we're going to start off with the heavy heavy song called Deconstruction. So here we are in one, two, three. God does not want people dead. Oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead.
Hi, this is Johnny Tacos here, and that was Deconstruction by the band The Weeping Gate. And I hopefully nobody will be weeping today because this is going to be fun. We have Sydney uh, Hawkrum, right? Is that how you say your last name? From the band The Weeping Gate. And before I get to her interview, I just want to say Battle of the Bands is coming up. Uh, registration ends September 9th. If you have a band and you have a passion and you just want to rock and roll for God, uh, this is the, the place for a little friendly competition. You know, we, we accept all uh, genres as well as, uh, you know, all types of uh, music because there's so many genres in the subgenre in the subgenre. But what I'm saying is September 9th is the last time you can register for the Battle of the Bands. And just to let you know, I sweeten the pot. I sweeten it just a little bit because, you know, you can't have sweetness because you'll get diabetes and then you'll blame Johnny and then you'll sue Johnny Tacos, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, we have a new partner and they are platinum music complex in north richland hills if you don't know where north richland hills is it's north of richland hills you get it i thought it was funny nobody laughed okay i give up but uh platinum uh music complex uh you can have um, bands play it's a concert hall that's where the battle of the bands is going to be first place you get two hours of premium studio time and that means you get to walk in there you get to play with all their bells and whistles you get some good music out you know get to worship uh god with the new lyrics that you have it's just gonna be awesome i think it's an awesome prize for first place Along with the $200, which, you know, if you want to take me out for tacos, that's awesome. You know, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to say no. Uh, a, a, a fat kid does not say no to cake. But this fat kid says no to cake, but yes to tacos. So just uh, just let you know, September 9th for the August, I mean, October uh, 8th. Um, yeah, October 8th for the Battle of the Band. So come on, guys. I know y'all could do it. All right. We are back from that uh, advertisement stuff. And we have Sydney here. Um, she is the one. She is the brainchild. I think she is the brainchild because every woman is the brain behind every man. And she's uh, <laughs> like uh, brushing off her shoulders. You know, my wife tends to say she's the brain of the of the the family too which uh, you know uh since she's not here i am going to have to agree with her because i don't agree with her in person it's it's oh. always fun so but anyways hey sydney how are you doing hi i'm really good thank you so much for inviting us and thank you for uh being on the show i'm so sorry the rest of the the, the guys couldn't make it today but uh you yeah. know what we we had the, the fun person here that's right that's right and and you're from uh you're from little rock right little rock mm -hmm. arkansas so you played in vinos and and all that right we yeah we've played vinos more times than i can even count yeah <laughs> because my brother was in big in that scene jake uh he was big in the uh, metal scene back in the early 2000s so he used to uh, frequently go to Vino's. Uh, you know, he moved back to the Dallas Fort Worth area. But to me, 
Um, a lot of people don't see Arkansas as being a metal capital, and it really is. There's so many metal bands out there, and um, a lot of great bands that came uh, from out there. So, and and you are one of them. So, congratulations. Thank you. We're we're trying to you know to be a little bit of a somebody here in the local scene. You know, <laughs> trying yeah. to make our mark. And and also, you know, you, you also have a lot of fans outside because you, you probably have a lot of Spanish uh, from South America or something because they really love heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, we're kind of surprised when we go on like Spotify and look at like where people are listening from around the world. I'm like, what? Like someone in Poland is like listening to this song. It's amazing. That really excites me that, you know, people around the world are finding some value in, in listening to our music. And um, we'll go on to that because a lot of people get strayed away from uh, Christian anything with the title Christian and then insert your genre of, of a band. Uh, you don't really, um, I, I, I try to do some um, investigation, but uh, I know <laughs> someone says that everybody's Christian in a band, but don't really consider Christian. But uh, we were talking earlier about this, and you were giving us, uh, well, you were giving me, not them, not yet, uh, unless y'all are psychic and, or whatever, y'all, y'all are from the future. If this is from the future, you know, hopefully I made that million dollars off of that scratch off. But uh, but anyways, uh, do, uh, do uh, tell the uh, listeners uh, about your band. Well, we started in 2007, and um, my husband, Rob, who's the guitarist, he and his older brother started it. And at that time, everyone in the band was a Christian. And over the years, um, you know, we've taken breaks and we've had different members change out. Um, And at this point in time, Rob and I are the only Christians in the band. And so back then it was easy to be like, yeah, we're a Christian band. We weren't really ever worried if that label would be off-putting. And we found that even a lot of people who weren't Christians, if they liked our music, they didn't care that we were a Christian band. They were like, you guys are nice people. This music, you know, really jams. I'm going to listen to it. Now, so many people have different opinions about labeling bands Christian or not. Some people are like, yeah, if your lyric content is still faith-based, you can call yourself a Christian band. Other people are like, no, if every person in the band is not a Christian, you cannot call yourself that. So we don't know what to do with ourselves. And that's not to say that other members in the band aren't possibly exploring their relationship with God. You know, and exploring their belief, you know, that's not up to me to like air who that is or what they're feeling or thinking, because that's that's their own personal walk and journey. And me and Rob are praying for them. And, um, you know, we like to think like, hey, maybe even being in this band, we have never once tried to pressure our bandmates or our fans or anyone into um accepting Christ or becoming believers. But we just believe that with the way we live and the way we love others, hopefully that light will shine. And even we've had recently um, a friend of ours who's in a secular band say, Hey, I have a friend of mine who's struggling with some issues. And she said she wished she had um, a Christian friend to talk to. And you and Rob, even though I'm not a Christian, y'all are the the best Christians I know. Would y'all talk to this friend for me? And that really warmed my heart that like my non-Christian friend was like, Hey, I have a friend who wants to talk to someone about God and needs prayer. You know, I think you guys would be great. So I was like, uh, 
So we still hope that just by, you know, being believers in this band, that Rob and I can be a light. And we're very choosy about who's in our band. And whether or not they were believers wasn't really um, a requirement for us because Rob and I still write the lyrics. Like 90, 99% of the lyrics are written by us through the lens of a believers. We have like one song called Lycanthropy that's about werewolves. That's just kind of like a fun, silly song. We made a music video about it and it was a comedy that was just kind of for fun. Um, so I don't know what to what to call us because I feel like no matter what we label ourselves, there's going to be someone like that's wrong, that's wrong. So we don't know anymore. We Rob and I are Christians. We know that that's never in question. But as the band, yes, we still write songs um, about our faith, about, about the battle of just existing in this crazy world as a person of faith. Um, and however people want to interpret and enjoy our music we just hope that it speaks to them somehow and that they enjoy it and just to let you know i, I was going to ask you about uh you know the werewolf song uh and, and i'm like you know this is not very feels very christian but you know what i like horror movies i love werewolves you know i love watching werewolves i know it's make-believe you know it's just when when you when you're into metal, you kind of sway to horror movies too. So yeah, um, but I. Well, and I mean, you could really. I mean, because <laughs> I kind of at first I was like, you know, should we write this song about werewolves? Like Rob came up with the riff, and he's like, this song just this riff just makes me think about werewolves. <laughs> and I was like, well, should we? And he's like, well, you know, when you read the lyrics, it other than the word lycanthropy, it doesn't quite say like werewolf. It's someone waking up in this destruction and like their clothes are torn, there's blood on the floor and they're like, what have I done? I was like, I mean, we could just really go, you know, really look deep into it and be like, that's how it is sometimes with sin in our lives. We just let ourselves go and destroy things. And then we look back and be like, Oh, what have I done? But honestly you could look at it that way. But at the end of the day, it's just a fun werewolf song. My husband really likes, um, cryptids. Oh, looking at videos about yeah. Bigfoot and things like that. Yeah. So, so, you know, he was like, this is just, this is just for fun. Yeah. And, and there, there's no, nowhere in the Bible that says you can't have fun. You can't laugh. You can't, you know, uh, you can't just be silly or you can't just be like yeah. imaginative, you know, um, there's nothing in the Bible that says, no, you cannot. You have to be this uh, typical Christian guy or girl and don't say anything and just uh, talk about Jesus 24-7. Uh, it's the yeah. relationship you have with God that, that just shows that you're a Christian person. That you don't have to go around yeah. and Bible thump and throw out um, you know, verses. Just, yeah. just and for me, I'm probably... I've always felt like our ministry is off the stage because people get up there. I mean, if you're a Christian band and you, you, you can be like, this is our ministry. But at the end of the day, like music is entertainment. Obviously, if you like, I was a worship leader for years, a youth worship leader, and then a, over an adult like service. Um, so I know all about worship and that's an audience of one. When I was leading worship, I was not entertaining people in the crowd. Okay. That's not what that was about. The weeping gate is for entertainment. And if people read our lyrics, we've had people say, man, these lyrics resonated with me. People who are not Christians say, these lyrics resonate with the grief I felt and it felt therapeutic. And um, But to me, the ministry happens off the stage. 
Like we just played that huge show with um, Ginger and people just came to the, uh, the merch table over and over again. And to me, that's the time for me personally, as Sydney, as a Christian to shine, hugging people, loving on people, talking to them. And to me, that's the ministries off stage on stage is fun. Most of the people, if they don't know our songs already, because we have screen vocals, they don't even know what the lyrics are saying. You know? <laughs> but when they're they're face to face with you, I, you know, you can pray like God, like help me to be that light. And I just always pray that anyone I'm talking to at a show can feel that light and that joy coming from within me. And to me, that that's the ministry is off the stage. And and just like like my friend, I have, I have a friend Christopher Johnson from Hard Look. Um, he's like people just grab the CD and they start looking at the lyrics and then they start uh, you know going with the music. It's like, oh, okay, I see this. This is a you know this is a very strong message here. So, but you know that's yeah. how you sneak upon you sneak it upon some of the non-believers. You're like, ah, Jesus, good. Ah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, which is awesome because uh, living my life uh, before BC, before Christ, you know, I, I, I loved metal. I loved listening to Kettle Corpse, the aside, you know, all the old because uh, I'm showing my age. But, uh, you know, coming uh, as a Christian, I was always looking around wondering, is there any death metal uh, Christian bands? And then I met Chris and started meeting, uh, you know, Let the Day Perish. Uh, so many, so many awesome bands out there that are that just throw a positive message with some heavy, heavy riffs and some gutturals and screaming and and all that. It, it's it's just it, it's awesome. I started getting away from the secular music and started listening to more uh, of the. Uh, Christian music. So, yeah. uh, you had um, you had uh, shared a stage with like Living Sacrifice, uh, mm -hmm. Death Therapy, uh, Hill to Die Upon, uh, Crimson Thorn. Um, have you been all over uh, United States? No, no. See, Rob and I like got married like a, well, about a year after the band started and um, we had members come and go. And when we were kid free, we never went on any kind of big like traveling tour. And now that we have kids, <laughs> it seems near impossible because our younger child has disabilities and it's not like I can just be like, Oh, go stay a week with grandma. Um, he is a very high needs child, very hands-on all day long. And so, um, my family could do that for a couple of days, but to really go on a tour, I don't know. So we do want when this new album comes out to go on some weekend runs, maybe like hit up like Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and then come back home. And, and then maybe in another month, hit up a few more uh, states and a few more areas. But as far as a long tour, no, we have never been able to do that um, just because everyone who's been in the band has always had like jobs and families and, you know, we do what we can but you know, our families have to come first always. Yeah. And, and it's understandable because family first is, is always the main thing because uh, you, you, you tend to forget about when you go on tour, you forget that the precious moments of being a family does to, to the, uh, the growth of a child, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be there and, and, you know, have you ever brought your children to, are they little tiny or? 
No. So my older uh, child, my daughter, she's 11 and my son is nine. Um, I could never bring, he's a disabled one. I could never bring him to a show. And my daughter is just now at the age where we've been like, do you want to go to a show? But she's like, mm, death metal's not really my thing. You know, <laughs> she doesn't really, she likes, you know, Lauren Daigle. She likes Paramore. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't listen to metal. Like she'll say, y'all are really good for your style. I'm proud of you but uh that's not she wants to come see us play maybe like once but she would not want to like go on tour she's like mm, i don't want to listen to death metal every day <laughs> well she's you know got her own little personality well maybe we can uh we can have y'all down here in dallas for next year's metal grace uh which uh, it's a it's a concert that i do once a year uh, you know, for the Johnny Taco Show, and I get a lot of uh, a lot of awesome independent, um, you know, independent bands come out, and they just rock. And we have a revival, and it's it's just it's a really beautiful thing. So maybe I could reach out to y'all and say, hey, y'all want to come to Dallas for for a day? And, you know, there's you can you can go and uh, to downtown and enjoy the expensive pizza and do the thing and then go to wherever I have the concert and melt people's yeah, faces. Yeah, all about enjoying the local cuisine. And um, we played Texas, um, well, actually it was 2020, like three or four days before the big shutdown happened. Oh, we played yeah. Mythic Metal Fest. It was like a Christian metal fest. Um, I think at a place called like the Rail Yard or something. The Rail Club. I, Rail Club, that's it. Um, and that was amazing. Uh, but yeah, that that was like right whenever, like no one was wanting to shake hands with each other. We were all like, oh, hey, high five. You know, we didn't know what was going on. And like we got home and like the next day there was like the first case in Arkansas. But yeah, that was the last time we played in Texas. So we would definitely love, love to go back. And uh, we'll see if we can make that happen because uh, your music's awesome. I can Thank actually uh, jam to it while I'm working. You know, it keeps me awake and just rocking out. Yeah. You know, I had to put it in my like ears. <laughs> I had to put it in my ears because uh, at my, uh, I guess at, at the job that pays me, uh, they uh, they don't like uh, really loud music playing. So I just put it in my ear pods and I'm banging my head. People are probably thinking, oh no, we need to give, uh, uh, we need, we need to get the hospital. I think Johnny is, uh, convulsing here. He's having a stroke <laughs> yeah. or something. He's old. He's an old yeah. guy. So, yeah, if they uh, heard the, the screaming coming from the music, then they'd really be concerned, like, what is going on? <laughs> well, how do you dress like that and listen to that music? It's called a disguise. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm like, listen, I love, like, pink is my favorite color. We're about to make me a pink library in the house. I love, like, I love, like, looking like edgy metal chick. But then I also love, like, ruffles and flowers and pink things and, um... But I'm like, you know what, metal, my enjoyment of metal on the inside has nothing to do with how I'd like to dress on the outside. Um, you might see me like looking super edgy one day at Walmart and the next time you might see me like in all pastels because, you know, variety. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm looking at the uh, picture on your on the record label uh, House of uh, uh, Perdition uh, Records, 
and that I like that. You know, it's it's cool. Your, your husband looks like he, he looks like he can uh, just go right at you and just rawr, rawr, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you he's a really nice guy because a lot of metalheads get that rough, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, uh, was stereotype that you know they're they're all mean and they they bite bats and uh, no. they slap babies or kick puppies you know stuff like no. that. Listen, our band is full of some of the softest guys, and I hope they don't like take offense to that. But first of all, my husband he's like the goofball, the class clown. Some people have said he's like a big Great Dane puppy. He's like this big guy, but then he's like all happy energy. Our bassist, Eric, the one with the really long hair and the glasses, he puts a, a different stuffed animal on his amp for every show. So that's always kind of fun. Like, what stuffed animal does Eric have today? Like, a little plushy. I mean, it's always the most random, like the axolotl or different things like that. Um, and then our vocalist, Alex, he's got all the tattoos. He looks really tough, but he's just like the most humble, just quiet, sweet guy. Our drummer, Philip, is like obsessed with his cats, and he's just like this really calm, sweet, easygoing guy. So, like, no one is like this big, tough, mean, scary, but like, it's all smiles, it's all laughter. It's just. We're just super chill. No one is scary in this band. Wasn't <laughs> uh, wasn't was Alex in another band? He looks so familiar. He and Rob are both in a band called The Delirium Effect. They're out of Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, they're more like deathcore. Um, so yeah, he's the vocalist for that band. It's really funny because The Weeping Gate has played shows with The Delirium Effect. So Alex would like, and Rob both would get off stage with the Weeping Gate and then get back on stage with Delirium Effect. And everyone in the crowd is like, wait, weren't y'all just on the stage? <laughs> you know? But yeah, they're both in that band as well. Well, that's, that's awesome. Because, you know, if you love, if you love your work, you don't mind doing, uh, you know, two sets in a show, you know, there's, uh, cannibalistic, um, Fred from cannibalistic plays in a, in a, that the hardcore, uh, metal, uh, cannibalistic, but then he does a more soul music, uh, in, uh, in another band. And it's kind of weird to see like how two different genres and the same person's playing. So, yeah. so, so yeah. So what are some of your influences, uh, f- for music? Well, Rob writes all the music for the band, um, the riffs and everything. And he, his number one influence is the Black Dahlia Murder. That band, I don't know if you've listened to them, but... They're a bunch um, of gamers. They're they're a bunch of nerds and gamers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He loves them and so he loves how they have these really cool intricate riffs but they incorporate a lot of melody um some bands are just all about like the the technical side of things and just like heavy drop tuning breakdowns but he loves the melodies that are hidden in the riffs and the groove something you can really you know get your head going listening to um so that's really his main big musical influence as far as everyone in the band Philip, our drummer, is like super into black metal. Our bassist, Eric, I, what doesn't he listen to, honestly? I feel like he is, um, he's like the most <laughs> unique person in the band. We were in a band meeting the other day and he steps into frame, like holding an accordion. And like we're just in there having a band meeting and dude's just like jamming on this accordion. 
I don't know. Me personally, I listen to a little bit of everything, a little indie rock. Um, I love musicals, but uh, yeah, we just, we try to like kind of create our own little thing. We definitely have the mellow death thing going on inspired by like the Black Dahlia murder. I try to add a lot of like symphonic orchestral elements to it to give it that really big sweeping epic vibe. Uh, Philip is always trying to like throw like the the black metal blast beats in every song. And so it's, it's just like a really big mix of a lot of different styles. <laughs> and, and for uh, people, this is another Johnny taco secret. I do like some uh, musicals like the, the greatest man, the greatest show on earth. Uh, I listened to that album on Spotify. I'm actually, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm doing a testimony. <laughs> I, I listen to that, and, I, and I've also listened to a couple of songs off of Rent because, you know, so, sometimes you just need a cleanse from listening to everything that you, you love to listen to, and then you go to the other stuff, and you're like, well, you know, I like the show, so I'm going to go yeah. and listen to the music. Now, my wife loves the Trolls movies, so... She'll play trolls while we're going to like Houston or or we're going to Terrell or somewhere and, and I'm listening to Justin Timberlake singing and I can only handle so much Justin Timberlake. Yes. See, my daughter watched that movie a lot when she was little. Like there was a phase where we had to watch it every day, so I know all about the trolls song. <laughs> And and I don't have a problem with it, you know. Sometimes she'll she'll catch me like humming along or something. I, I deny it. I deny it, but you know, you can't you can't hide it. Why deny it? So you start singing. Exactly. Yeah, never be ashamed of like what you listen to. You like what you like, and even like my husband Rob, he um. Sometimes we'll be like on a road trip, and we'll just listen to a ton of metal, and then we'll be like, you know, what? we need a break. He really appreciates like folk and bluegrass and things like that because the musicianship is on another level. Um, and so sometimes we we'll just be listening to some really chill like music like that that's you wouldn't expect a metalhead to listen to. But sometimes you do. You need a little bit of a of a break, a cleanse, uh, genre wise, and then get back to your metal music. You know, of course. Yeah, you always get back to it. You know, I don't think I don't think I ever grew out of listening to like uh, you know, um Pantera or Metallica or you know, bands like Suicidal Tendencies cuz I used to have used to be big on punk, uh skate punk music back in the day. Stuff like that. You never get away from it. Um Yeah. So you going going through are y'all making new music right now? Yes, we had actually expected our uh, new album to be out in July, but we we always never like like to commit to like a certain date because with all of us having jobs and families and then just like life and we all live very spread out. See, me and Rob live in Little Rock. Um, our bassist and our drummer live up in Northwest Arkansas. And then our vocalist lives in Northeast Arkansas. Like they're five hours from each other. And then they're both three hours from us. <laughs> so we are never all hardly ever in a room together unless we are rehearsing to play a show. So all of our writing and our recording is all done separately. 
And so that makes it take a while longer. If Rob's going to record a guitar riff and then he sends it to the drummer and the drummer kind of plays on it, records some ideas and sends it back to us. And then we say, oh, that's cool. But instead of going to the blast beat there, can you go to the two four? And he's like, okay. So we send it back and he re-records it. So whereas if we were just all in the same room, coming up with those ideas on the spot and then recording it, it'd be so much quicker. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't, we don't have that luxury. Um, well, you have so the technology. We have the technology and that's a lot of people said, you know, Oh, during COVID did your process change? We're like, no, because we were already doing the long distance recording and everything before COVID. Um, but yes, our album we don't know when it's going to come out. It could come out later this year or early next year. We're hoping by the end of the year, but we've already released the two singles, um, Deconstruction and Illuminate and Desecrate, which has the music video. We have a third single that should for sure be coming out in fall. Um, and that's all I can tell you for sure. Oh, <laughs> come on. Are. Come on. This is, come on. You got to get a little bit more. We, we, we got to get, you got to reel it out. We got to bring the fish in. Come on. A little more well, I know bait. we're definitely going to work on one or two more music videos before the end of the year. But as far as the full length album, I don't even know it, you know, it won't be too long. <laughs> And uh, and it's it's all good because a lot of bands are starting to do that now, where they'll just throw out singles of, yeah. of music and not even record an album, and and then you'll see like an album three years three years later, and it's all all the singles that that were all through that three years. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we I are going like to be oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely changing. We're going to be playing Illuminate and Desecrate, which is another new song from y'all, and we're going to be playing it here in a few minutes. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the show, uh, Sydney. I, I want to you know uh, tell you how much I appreciate you being on the show. It was, it was a shame that the other guys couldn't make it. Uh, maybe maybe next time when you get the full length out and we'll uh, promote it on here on the show and we can get y'all all together and or maybe we can get y'all to a couple of concerts or even the Battle of the Bands. You know you want to get on the Battle of the Bands. You know you want to have that two hours of pristine platinum <laughs> music complex studio time. Yeah. So, but uh, I just want want to let you know, thank you. Uh, you know, your music is is very heartfelt. You know, even though people are like, uh, kind of, because it's screaming and all that, and people are just jamming to the to the beats and all that. But if you actually go and read the lyrics, you'll you'll see the the spirituality of the music and the the message in between the music, and and yeah. I just want to let you know before we get to this music i i am a fan now so i appreciate um i appreciate your music just keep going keep uh keep doing what what god has given you that gift for and and do so your ministry much. keep doing your ministry because you know that's what we need uh we live in a world where the church is becoming so um trying to trying to get get up with uh being liber liberal with with some places, and we need a, a revival. Jesus needs to come in and revive the church, awaken the church, and and bring us back to the to the right path that we need. And we can't do that without bands such as you, you know, such as your your band. So keep fighting that good fight, and we're going to rock and roll. And, and if you bang your head too much and your iPhone, your eye, um, 
Um, my mind went blank. Your iPad, is it iPod? iPods, there we go. Your iPods fly <laughs> out and hit some old person in the back of the head, causing her to relive the past of 1952. Uh, you this cannot, is getting worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, you cannot, you cannot uh, sue the weeping gate or the Johnny taco show, because all you'll get is tacos and maybe some weeping. So here it is. Illuminate and desecrate by the weeping gate.
right, that is the end of the show. I would like to thank Sydney Halcrum of the Weeping Gate for being on the show today. It was awesome to get to know her, get to know more about the band and where the band is heading. It is always a great day when God is in charge. It went, not like Charles in charge, but like like a like a father figure, like like a father to a child. It's awesome to learn and to feel love and compassion. And I believe through through the songs that uh, the Weeping Gate produce, you feel that love and that compassion of God in every word of that lyrics. I want to thank Chris Johnson. I want to thank also Sergio Potlick. I want to thank also Rich Williams, Jonathan Coffeeman Douglas, Aaron Kirby, the handsome men of Christ. I also want to thank all the new listeners that happen to stumble upon. You think this is a Food Network special? The only edification I give you, and it's a great edification, is the edification of Jesus Christ through the testimony and music of my guests, such as as you heard today. You are not here by mistake. God has something you to, needed you to listen. With that, welcome. You are part of the Taco family, which is part of the Christian family. And it's a beautiful thing. To all the diehard listeners, you know who you are. I have a specific set of skills. I see you on social network. I see you liking music. I see you at concerts, wearing my shirt and all that. Without you guys, I would just be talking to the wall. And that would give ample ammunition to lock me up in the gates of Gotham forever. Ha <laughs> ha. But seriously, guys, you are the sour cream on this Taco Supreme, and I can't wait to keep going and going and going. And I just, I'm just excited about what God has in store for this ministry and what He has in store in my life. Can I get an amen? Well, God bless you. God keep you. And you remember, guys, don't just have a good day. No. Have yourself a great day. Until next time, wrestling fans. I just want to, before that, when I said wrestling fans, I just want to give out a warm condolences to uh, the Rotunda family uh, for uh, Bray uh, and his un- untimely death. God, God rest you so. Until then. Y'all keep it cool. Keep it classy, San Francisco. Later.